Hey everyone, welcome to our Sunday night. And uh, really it's a blessing to have all of you with me. And uh, I believe we're gonna have a great time uh, this evening. The title of the message is The Days of Warning. And we're gonna be continuing. We're in the Minor Prophets. Uh, you remember Minor Prophets, major events. They're not minor in their power or in their content but they're minor in the volume. They're, the books aren't as large as the major prophets are. So uh, that's why they're called minor prophets. So it's minor prophets, major events. Remember, we're with Hosea, and we're going to be looking at Hosea and what's going on in the world right now. And uh, man, are things getting weirder and weirder or what? Okay, before we go, uh, just a quick reminder, if you haven't done so yet and you're going to be in Florida this coming Friday and Saturday, I will be there. I'm speaking in Orlando. It's going to be fantastic. You can go to my events page on HopeForOurTimes.com and just click on events and you'll see the, the Prophecy Pros Conference is coming up uh, this coming weekend in Florida, Friday and Saturday. And uh, I already know what I'm speaking on. By the way, I'm going to be speaking on the pale horse is going to be one of my messages. Uh, brand new one. I haven't done that yet. Looking forward to it. And uh, listen, um, uh, what a blessing. Hope you guys can join us. And then also don't forget to subscribe and then like and share this. And uh, also make sure that you go to HopeForOurTimes.com, get news and everything else there. Uh, enough of that. Let's get going with the prophet Hosea. So Hosea, as you already know, if you've been with us in this series, he was a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel before the Assyrians uh, were coming to judge them. And uh, in fact, uh, tonight we're going to see that not just are the Assyrians coming to judge them, it's, it's, it's really too late. Um, and you got to wonder, as you look at this world, have we passed the Rubicon? Is it too late for judgment? So we left off in chapter 7. We looked at verses 1 through 3. I'm going to pick up there uh, with verses 1 through 3 and bring us up to speed real quick. And if this is your first time with us, glad you're joining us. Let's get going. Chapter 7, book of Hosea in the Old Testament, verses 1 through 3. The Bible says, when I would have healed Israel, this is God speaking through the prophet Hosea. When I would have healed Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim was uncovered and the wickedness of Samaria. So both Ephraim and Samaria, uh, their names that God uses back and forth with the northern kingdom of Israel uh, and uh, the wickedness of Samaria, for they committed fraud. A thief comes in, a band of robbers take spoil outside. They do not consider their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own deeds have surrounded them. They are before my face. They make, a king with, they make a king glad with their wickedness and princes with their lies. Okay, so let's note the first thing that we have here. In chapter 7, in this message, the days of warning with uh, Hosea chapters uh, 7 and 8. In chapter 7, we come to the first point. Uh, chapter 7 is about their character. Chapter 8 is going to be about something else. In fact, I don't know if we're going to get all the way through chapter 8. We might not even get all the way through chapter 7 the way I go sometimes. But uh, let's see. So we're looking at their character. All right. We're going to be looking at their character. But before we do, I want to show you a video. By now, uh, this is Sunday. This came out earlier in the week. It's been the talk of the whole world. It's been happening. We're listening. And I want you to notice before I show you this video, on New Year's Eve, I had Billy Crone come out. But before Billy Crone spoke, and my part of the message, before I, before I had him uh, online with me, I said the narrative is changing 
on the lockdowns and mandates and everything else. I said, where is this going to go? We have a most interesting uh, 2022 coming up. And I'm going to comment on this because indeed the narrative is changing. In fact, I did a video that posted on Wednesday. I talked about the narrative changing. Um, and, and I did that video just before this video came out with uh, Boris Johnson. And then I'm going to do some more on this this coming Wednesday because folks, we got to be aware of what's going on. Okay, sit back. It's about a minute and a half long. Uh, watch this video. This is Boris Johnson. Folks, the narrative is changing. And what we are seeing is like here in chapter 7 of Hosea, it's their character. Ready? Okay, here's the video. Watch this. Today's latest ONS data show clearly that infection levels are falling in England. And while there are some places where cases are likely to continue rising, including in primary schools, our scientists believe it is likely that the Omicron wave has now peaked nationally. This morning, the Cabinet concluded that because of the extraordinary booster campaign, together with the way the public have responded to the Plan B measures, we can return to Plan A in England and allow Plan B regulations to expire. As a result, from the start of Thursday next week, mandatory certification will end. Organisations can, of course, choose to use the NHS COVID pass voluntarily, but we will end the compulsory use of COVID status certification in England. From now on, the government is no longer asking people to work from home. And people should now speak to their employers about arrangements for returning to the office. And having looked at the data carefully, the Cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. From tomorrow, we will no longer require face masks in classrooms. And the, Department, and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance uh, on their use in communal areas. In the country at large, we will continue to suggest the use of face coverings in enclosed or crowded spaces, particularly when you come into contact with people you don't normally meet. But we will trust the judgment of the British people and no longer criminalise anyone who chooses not to wear one. Well, 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 wasn't that rather interesting? I'm sure many of you have already seen this. This thing's been circulating around the world. Um, we have many people over in the UK that send us things. Um, listen, we watch what's going on here in California. The narrative is changing. That's rather interesting. So what, what in the world's really going on? I believe that this is going to go somewhere else in 2022. Um, and, and we're going to see things change. Uh, it could be because of elections, as I mentioned in my Wednesday update, the elections in the United States. It could be uh, for whatever other reason. I do not trust these people. I do not trust these leaders. Their character's already been on display for two years. In fact, their character's on display way before that. But just look back at the last couple of years. Lives have been destroyed. People have been killed. You look at what's going, okay, what, what are they really up to? Saying we're going to lift all mandates, we're going to lift all restrictions, we're not going to rescue, we're not going to separate people. No, they're, they're up to something. Listen, these globalists are moving us uh, from one thing to the next. Uh, this is what they've done. Uh, they're, they're over here. This is where they want us. Uh, let me get this in screen. This is where they want us, right? This is where we've been, okay? What they've done is created all this chaos and confusion and hysteria and fear and everything else. And, and uh, now they're going to say, listen, we're lifting, we're lifting the mandates, we're lifting everything. And guess what? 
the the world at large on both sides of the aisle, right and left, they're going to go, oh, they're so good. Oh, they actually do love us. They do care about us. They're going to get us over to here. Their goal is to get us all the way over to here, but now they've moved us all the way over to here. And it's just a matter of time. They're going to come up with some more things. I believe climate laws are coming, folks. Listen, climate laws, they are coming. Did you know, I was talking with uh, someone uh, that's connected with uh, book distributors, and they were telling me the books that are coming out in 2022, they're just predominantly all about climate and how we need to take care of Mother Earth and all this kind of stuff. And with children's books, there is a plethora of children's books that are coming out about the climate. Where is this going to go? I believe it's real simple. It's a listen, you've been good citizens. If you listen to Boris Johnson, I'll be talking about this Wednesday, but listen to a little bit of what he said. If you've been a good citizen, then, uh, or, or, or this is what he said is, listen, we were able to lift the restrictions because you've all done so well. In other words, what he didn't say was, if you do, don't do well and you don't obey what's coming next, we're going back to restrictions. That's what's really going on here. Trust me. You, you might call me uh, crazy and all these other things, but listen, I've been telling you about the climate stuff for a long time and we are starting to hear it gas tax and all these other things, carbon tax and so forth. Listen, I have a lot more to say, but I don't trust, I just don't trust these people. What we have here in Hosea is the character of the leaders, both religious leaders and polit political leaders. Uh, what are we seeing in the world right now? Their character has been this, uh, ex exposed. But look at this. The first thing that we come to is, notice this, verses 1 through 3, they are low in their standards. Touched on this briefly last week. Um, God eagerly, as you read verses 1 through 3, God eagerly looked forward to bringing spiritual healing to Israel, but his gross immorality made renewal impossible. They had gone too far. In verse 1, where it speaks of fraud and thief and robbers taking spoil, I pointed this out last Sunday night, last week, that David Guzik said this years ago, David Guzik wrote this, uh, in, in uh, understanding what this verse is about, with the the fraud and the thieves and the robbers taking spoil. David Guzik literally wrote this in his commentary. You can look it up online. He wrote it years ago. This is what it means. The country is filled with corruption, lying, home invasions, and street crime. Tell me that doesn't sound like where we are today. The lesson is this. God, when God is removed, everything suffers. The cities suffer. The crops suffer. The people suffer. Everything suffers when God is removed. Creation suffers right on down the list. Israel lowered their standards and refused to believe that God would keep a record of their wrongs. Hence, in verses 2 and 3, what's God say? He says, I remember all their wickedness. Their deeds are before my face. In other words, uh, right, it's in my face they commit their sins. And we say it's good. You're going to see in a second, oh, well, we know you, God. Um, everything's, we're good with you, we know you. Um, they, they commit their sins in God's face. It's as if they're saying, we love God, and going on doing all of these, uh, these pagan practices. Listen, this is where we are today, especially in the Western world. But we know God, we're spiritual, we love God, blah, blah, blah. And God's saying, no. We saw last time, God says, you've dealt treacherously with me. And here God calls them out, your deeds are in my face, and I will not forget. Jesus said this, 
that for those who don't trust Christ for forgiveness, okay, you don't trust him, this is what's going to happen. God says, I will re-, Jesus says, I, every jot and tittle, every single word you speak in private, in secret, or out in the open is going to be brought up. And the book of Revelation tells us that everything that we've done and said is written in the books and we will be judged according to those things. If we don't want the forgiveness of Christ, God's going to say, okay, well, you're on your own then, and good luck with that. And here God says, and remember everything, and you, you do it in my face. Okay, so they're low in their standards. This is the leadership. This is the people. Also note this, verses 4 through 10, they are loose in their behavior. Using a, a number of similes and metaphors and illustrations, uh, Hosea gives detailed description of Israel's wickedness uh, from lust and lack of moral restraint uh, for sex and then also lust for power. So look at this, verse 4. They are all adulterers. These are all these are illustrative and real. So look at this, verse 4, Hosea chapter 7. They're all adulterers. Now, now look at the illustrations. Like an oven heated by a baker, he ceases stirring the fire after kneading the dough until it's leavened. In the day of our king, princes have made him sick, inflamed with wine. He stretched out his hand with scoffers. They prepare the heart uh, like an oven. While they lie in wait, their baker sleeps all night. In the morning, it burns like a flaming fire. They are all hot like an oven. And have devoured their judges. All their kings have fallen. None among them calls upon me. Note that verse 7. None among them calls upon me. No, notice this. Verse 4. Notice the metaphors. There is bread in the oven. Verse 4. Verse 5. Their princes have made the king sick, inflamed with wine. Verse 7, all their kings have fallen. What's this about? Uh, like an oven that is on all night waiting for bread in the morning, they were burning with lust for sex. Before bed, they would fuel their passion with perverted images and thoughts, and in the morning, they would begin the hunt for sexual conquest. That's what Hosea is speaking of here. The leaders are that way. The, the judges are that way. The kings are that way. The prophets were that way. The religious leaders were that way. The people were that way. Just went right across the board. You know, I look at the world today, and, and uh, listen, I, I know a lot of religious leaders in, in um, interesting things. Then here, and for the ones who lusted for power, they would get the king drunk at night, and their oven would be heated with lust to assassinate the king. They were determined to, to do evil. They were just going to, they're going to do evil no matter what, no matter what it was. They were going to eliminate any concept or anything that even appeared to be good. They've got lust for sex. They've got lust for power. So as they went through their thoughts, their thoughts were not so much as what is best for everybody, what's best for everything. It's, um, okay, what's the best way for me to fulfill my lust, whatever that lust is. So they would make their decisions based upon that. A lust for money will rip off all these people. Look at Nancy Pelosi here in America, uh, the, the, the queen of insider trading. Remember when Martha Stewart got thrown in, in jail for insider trading? And then you look at Nancy Pelosi, the millions and millions and millions of dollars that she's made. Why did she get away with it? Remember, she's the one that wouldn't wear the mask in the, the place to get her hair cut when she made sure everybody else wore a mask. And then she comes down on the store owner because she was caught on video. People are evil. 
lust for power, lust for sex. Their character is exposed. That's Hosea chapter 7. Look at what, look at this. Look at, I mean, you look at these things. Here in California, there's talk of, of eliminating, abolishing parenthood. What kind of idiots are, are, are running this stuff? You look, you go, you, you got to be kidding me. Listen, the only way you can navigate this mess that we're in right now is the word. And I'm telling you, with the video that you saw with Boris Johnson, these people are up to something. And there's going to be all kinds of people saying, oh, you can trust them. Yeah, you, yeah, they, they really do look out for the best. Look, everything's going back to normal. No, it's not going to go back to normal. You want to know how it's going to go down? This is how, this is how things are going to go down. This, there's just going to be more and more chaos is created. I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. I hope it takes place tonight, even before I'm done here. I hope the rapture takes place. Okay, rapture is going to take place. But in the meantime, we're going to go down this road of chaos. And then, you know, things kind of go good again. People start saying, oh, our leaders are wonderful and all that kind of stuff. And then they're going to go, okay, now you just got to climate laws or whatever. Now you got to do this. If you don't do this, then we're going to go back to more lockdowns. Okay, well, you proved yourself faithful to us last time. In fact, we're going to vote for you again come November. Yeah, that's what we're going to do because, you know, this is awesome. Uh, we get to travel again. We get to do all this stuff again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they pull the people along. Uh, but I'm telling you this much. After the rapture, there is going to be mass chaos that's going to be created, worse than we have right now. These leaders make the worst decisions that you could possibly make in the world. Uh, in Luke chapter 21, where Jesus even talks about with perplexity, these people don't have answers. They think they got answers. Well, the answers are to fulfill their own lust and their own power. That's, what they're, that's why they make the decisions that they make. How do I be in church? Did you see that just the other day? The 10 richest men in the world? Got uh, um, doubled their doubled their their wealth through this this mess. Listen, that's what's going on in Hosea. It's it's about them. It's about their stuff. This is what's going to happen. The chaos is going to be created. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. We we're probably going to go through a lull for a time, so these kings will win over the favor of the people again. But it's going to get worse because I know what the Bible says. That time's coming. More and more chaos. Out of the chaos is going to become more confusion, more fear, more insanity. And Antichrist is going to step in and say, hey, I've got the solution. I'm the one with the answers. Those guys messed everything up. It's a good cop, bad cop thing. That's what's going on. Right now, it's all of the bad cops. Satan. Satan's in charge of, in charge of these leaders. He knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't love them. He doesn't care about them. He's using them to make sure that they take all the heat away from his man, Antichrist. So they're going to take all the heat. They think, they're, they think they're in great shape. They don't even realize they're being used by Satan. Maybe a couple of them do. But they're being used by Satan to create a mess. And then Satan's going to come along with his man, Antichrist. Oh, I got all the answers, and here it is. Remember when Boris Johnson said that, and you guys figured out he was lying, and just trying to win you guys over, and all the world leaders, and Governor Newsom there in California. What's going on in Australia? Remember all that stuff that was going on? Yeah, those were the bad people. In steps Antichrist, I've got the solution. All you got to do is receive my mark on your, on your right hand or forehead. You don't have to have all these extra, you know, uh, the, the first one, the second one, the third one. Voop, voop, voop. You don't need all that kind of stuff. That's crazy it's going on. It's crazy. Okay, so let's move on. Notice verse 8. Uh, what is, they are half, uh, a half-baked cake. Look at this. Uh, Chapter eight, uh, chapter seven, verse eight. Ephraim has mixed himself among the peoples. Ephraim is a cake unturned. Uh, what is that? Well, in biblical times, 
People would bake on hot rocks that were over a fire or had been heated uh, by the coals. Uh, in this case, this particular analogy, we would like to a pancake uh, type of cake uh, for if in, in, uh, in America, I don't know how it is in the rest of the world. If you have pancakes, you probably have different kinds of, of uh, things. Maybe you do, but it's just a real flat cake uh, about that big and, and uh, dough. And then you, you cook it and then you flip it. You got to make sure you flip it or it gets burned on one side. It's real thin. You don't flip it, and then you know it's, it's like a it's like a real thick crepe, a super thick crepe, and then you flip it on the other side. If you got to flip it right, or you're going to burn one side, or it's going to be raw, or something like that. That's what God's saying. If you, it's like a half baked cake. You cook it on the one side, it gets burned, and it doesn't get cooked on the other side. It is half baked. Israel burned itself by intermingling religion and perverted practices, but their commitment to the Lord was uncooked raw dough. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is, this is the thought process, is, is that uh, they, they claim, you're going to see in a minute, they're going to claim to know God. They, they're not, they don't know Him. It's just raw, like raw dough and burning yourself because you, you involve yourself with these pagan rituals and pagan practices, and then you say we're good with God and all this kind of stuff. And, and God's saying, no, you're not. And um, that's what's going on here. Listen, I want you to think of this before we continue on, because there's a lot of people that I, I think mislead themselves in this whole area of thinking they're right with God when they're not. Uh, think of the uh, illustration that Jesus gave, or the, not the illustration, just the conversation he gave. Uh, he said, uh, broad is the way that leads to destruction, many are on it. Narrow is the path that leads to life. Few find that path. Few that are on the path to life. Broad, many are on that one. The path to death and, and destruction and, and, and eternal judgment. And then Jesus also said, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, so will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Noah and his family were saved out of the hundreds of millions of people that would have been on the planet, maybe even billions, at the time of the flood of Noah. Noah and his family, eight people. That's a very narrow path. Lot and his daughters, that's a very small uh, portion of people that were saved out of Sodom and Gomorrah. And there's many people that just go around saying, I'm right with God, but they don't know him. It's lip service, as we saw last time. The people draw near to him with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. Listen, uh, we need to be really careful in this. And these are the warnings. These are the days of warning from Hosea to the people back then and to us in the world right now. So he continues, verses 9 and 10, with an illustration of an old man in gray hair. Aliens have devoured his strength, verse 9. doesn't mean UFO aliens. It means people from other uh, nations, the pagan cultures, have come in and devoured the strength. Borders are down. Think of it like that. Aliens, verse 9, have devoured his strength, but he doesn't even know it. Does this, I don't know where you will live in the world. I know we have people watch all over the world. This describes America, verse 9, doesn't it? Aliens have devoured his strength, and he does not know it. Listen to the nonsense that comes out of Washington. Then he says this, verse 9 uh, continues, Yes, gray hairs are here and there on him, yet he does not know it. And the pride of Israel testifies to his face, but they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. Did you get that? The pride of Israel testifies to his face, but they do not return to God. They, don't, they won't go to him, and they won't 
they won't seek him in all of their trouble. In other words, the trouble's there. Assyrians are coming. We're going to see that in a minute. But they still won't turn to him. They got too much pride. Uh, their borders are down. The foreigners are taking over everything to their destruction, and they refuse to admit it or even think about it. And here it talks about the gray hairs, like an old, like a man that's old. He's saying, Israel, you've been around a long time. I've been with you for a long, long, long time. You've been around a long time. Israel, you've been around a long time, and you, you're, you're not just a senior citizen. You're, everything's breaking down. You're, you can't walk anymore, you're, you're, and, and you, can't, you can't really function anymore. Um, but you don't, even, you don't even realize it. You, you can't see it. You're not like an old man that sits on the bed going, I need help. And your pride is so much in the way that you're refusing help, and you don't even think you need help, or you won't even admit you need help, and you will not turn to the one who can help you. You will not turn to the Lord. Your pride causes you to refuse to admit it. Listen, this is very similar to Revelation chapter 9. Listen to these words. Revelation chapter 9. This is what happens. Revelation chapter 9. Where is it? Verse 20. After the, the trumpet judgments are done, Listen to this. The, I mean, the, the trumpet judgments, when a third of the seas, a third of the land, a third of everything is just wiped out and eliminated. It's absolutely awful. But the rest of mankind, chapter 9, verse 20, who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk worshiping all these other pagan gods, getting involved in all this other uh, perverted things. They would not repent of their deeds, the works of their hands, worship of demons, everything else. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Wow, that's in Revelation chapter 9. They, they knew what's going on. They know these judgments are of God, but they refuse to repent uh, in a similar way. When you have the uh, chapter 16 of Revelation, just before Armageddon, what do you have? You have the fourth bull, where people are scorched. Listen, in Revelation chapter 16, you have, uh, you have real global warming. It's not this fake stuff that's used to manipulate the masses, which you're going to be hearing a lot more. I've already told you that, right? This is real global warming that's happening here. Men are scorched from great heat from the, from the sun. Uh, the sun has this power to scorch men with fire. And what happens? They, instead of repenting, they blaspheme God, who has power over the plagues. And they would not repent. Okay, God, you can forgive me. You can eliminate the plagues. We're not going to do that. They, they blaspheme God. But then you have the fifth bowl, the darkness and pain. were it's so dark, it's not everything. It's just... Uh, horrible. And what happens? Again, they blaspheme the God of heaven because of their pains and sores, but they did not repent. We hate you because this is happening because of you, but they would not repent. Uh, Revelation chapter 6, what happens? Uh, when there's, the stars fall from the sky, the volcanoes and earthquakes are happening, uh, and the people, instead of repenting and turning to God, they cry out um, and for the rocks to just crush them. Because they know it's the wrath of the Lamb, but they don't repent. What happens here with Hosea? They're so full of their pride. That's what it says. The pride of Israel testifies to his face, but they won't return to the Lord, nor seek him for all of this, even though they know that things are not going to go well. 
Then it continues from there with the rest of the verses in chapter 7 where they are lost in their delusion. Look at this verse 11. Ephraim also is like a silly dove without sense. They call it to Egypt and they go to Assyria. Huh. They're, they're, instead of calling, again, instead of calling to the Lord. Listen, this is, this is I, I mean, you can't help but miss the imagery here with our world leaders right now. I mean, how many of them have any thought of turning to God? None. I don't know of any. That's what's here. But God calls them a silly dove without any sense. They call the Egypt. Rescue us, Egypt. Don't turn to the Lord. Rescue us, Assyria. Assyria's going to judge them, fools. The very ones they call out for help is the ones that's going to judge them. That's what's going on right now. The uh, world's going to call out for Antichrist. Oh, save us. Yeah, they're being judged. Antichrist in, him, in and of himself is a judgment from God. They flutter like a silly dove. They flutter around making lots of flapping uh, of the wings, but they are confused and without direction. It's a word picture for the nonsense we hear today. That's what's going on. Just fluttering around with nonsense. Blah, blah, blah. You listen to... You listen to here in the United States, you listen to the Biden administration, you listen to Kamala Harris, you, you put them before a microphone, what do you have? All that fluttering around, making no sense. That's what God is saying. And you're so full of pride, you can't see any of this stuff to your own destruction. So what's God say? Verse 12, wherever they go, I will spread my net on them. I will bring them down like birds of the air. I will chastise them according to what their congregation has heard. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with them. Their days are numbered. God has already judged them, and they don't even know it. And I think that's probably really what is going on with the world right now, personally. People still try to tell me, oh, the world's been through this before. No, the world's never been through this before. Um, uh, people tell me we just need to trust these leaders. These are the same leaders that uh, oppress people worldwide, are willing to destroy lives, are willing to experiment on people. Um, by the way, uh, check this out. On Monday Live with Vindog, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to be talking about uh, the Tuskegee experiments. Uh, we're going to be talking about MK Naomi and MK Ultra and a few other things out there. We're going to be talking about Operation Paperclip. There's things that our government does, and and uh, people just think, well, you can trust them all. These are just, these are the same people that lead the cause for abortion, and they're leading the world right now, the whole world. Saying, yeah, it's really good to abort babies. Just you know, if people actually believe, yeah, well, we can trust them. She's verse thirteen. Woe to them, for they have fled from me, destruction to them, because they have transgressed against me. They, though I redeemed them, yet they have spoken lies against me. Lies against God. You can't believe God. You can't trust God. You can't trust his word. Like today, right? They did not cry out to me uh, with their heart when they wailed upon their beds. In other words, they cried out, uh, they cried, they're wailing on their beds. Oh, this is such, oh, I'm in so much pain. Oh, I can't believe this. I don't want to hear about God. Uh, keep God out of the argument. Keep, I don't want, don't, don't, don't bring a Bible in the room. Don't tell me about Jesus. It's his fault I'm in pain. Oh, I'm in pain. I'm going to die. Curse God, curse God. <laughs> What's going on here? They assemble together for grain and new wine. They rebel against me. Though I disciplined and strengthened their arms, yet the device is evil against me. I'm the one who blesses them. Elsewhere, God says, I bless them with the farms. I've, I've, 
I've given them this, I've given them that, I'm the one who strengthened them, I've given them money, I take care of all their needs. What do they do? They curse me, they blaspheme me, they're crying, I can fix their pain, they won't turn to me, instead they curse me and say it's my fault. They return, but not to the Most High. In other words, they return, but they don't return to me. They're like treacherous bow. Their princes shall fall by the sword for the cursings of their tongue. This shall be their derision in the land of Egypt. This, this is it. This is their judgment. It's interesting. Um, it's talking about their, their leaders are in a delusion is what's going on here. This whole, this whole context is that we can see their characters, their, their character, their leaders are in a delusion. They don't know what they're doing. Um, the, the aliens have invaded the land. The borders are down. Uh, they flutter around like a, like a, like a clueless dove uh, when they go before the microphone. Uh, every decision they make is against me. And uh, then they complain to me about the pain that they get when they make the worst decisions that they could possibly make. Their leaders are in a delusion. Verse 16, it says they are like a treacherous bow. It's a reference to a faulty bow that can't shoot an arrow straight. In other words, every decision they make, this is what it means, every decision they make, they miss the mark. I'm going to shoot here. So again, I go back to the clip with Boris Johnson. What are they up to? What are they, listen, I praise God because I know how this thing's going to finish. And these, these people are trying to manipulate and do all these other wild things. But listen, we looked at this a couple of weeks back. I've looked at this many times before. This describes the reprobate mind of Romans chapter 1. In Romans chapter 1, remember, three times God says, I will give them over. I will give them over. I'll give them over. I'll give them over. Men line with men, I'll give them over. Women with women, I'll give them over. That's what they want to do. I will give them over to fulfill their lusts. Uh, they, they reject the, crea the creator. They worship the creation. I'm going to give them over to them. That's what they want. They want a complete rejection of me? Okay, in fact, what Romans chapter 1 says. Let me turn here real quick. Romans chapter 1, just listen to this. The character where he says, I will give them over to a reprobate mind. Even as they did not retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased or reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting. Then look at this. They are filled with all unrighteousness. This is what, like Hosea, but then Romans chapter 1 is speaking of the last days or when God gives over a people or a nation or a world. Being filled with all unrighteous sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, like the people in Hosea, like what's coming in the book of Revelation, like what's happening right now. That's what this is talking those uh, knowing the righteous judgment of God. Remember Revelation chapter 6, the people cry out, let the rocks fall on us. This is the wrath of the Lamb. We're not going to repent. We're not going to turn to Him. They're not in Hosea. They're not in the tribulation. They're not now. But God's saying, those who practice these things are deserving of death, but not only those who practice them, but, but those who approve of those who practice them. So even if you're not doing these things, but you're approving of it, you're saying, it's okay, listen, it, look at how many churches just say, we'll just go along with it. It's okay, you know, they're not hurting anybody. Listen, we, we need to stand up for what's right. 
And again, God says, listen, you get there, I'll turn you over to a reprobate mind or debased mind. What is a debased mind or reprobate mind? Again, we looked at this a couple of weeks ago, but I just want to bring up the definition here again, how Lindsay does. Look at this. A reprobate mind is a mind so perverted that it cannot think in its own best interest. Listen, this describes everything we read here in Hosea. Aliens have devoured the, their strength and he doesn't even know it. He's got gray hairs and he doesn't even know it. He has pride. Uh, his pride is keeping him from knowing the truth and from turning to, to God. They're, they're fluttering around like a silly dove without any sense. Again, look at that definition for reprobate. Pull, pull it up here again, you guys. A reprobate, a mind so perverted, just so full of lust. Remember what it is in chapter 7. Uh, it's fulfilling the sexual lust, financial lust, power lust, whatever it is. So there it is, a reprobate mind, a mind so perverted, fulfilling us to fulfill its lust, whatever they are, that it cannot think in its own best interest. God is letting Israel know that they are finished. You loved your sin. You hated me. I've been patient with you, but now I'm done. Well, I got about eight and a half minutes, so let me see uh, if I can get through at least a few more verses here. Uh, in chapter 7, we see their character. In chapter 8, uh, we see their rejection of truth. Uh, by the way, before we even go to the rejection of truth, now l let me go here. L l let's go here. Let's just look at this. Verse 1 of chapter 8. Uh, verse 1, here's the call. Set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel, verse 2, will cry to me, my God, we know you. Uh, God's going to say, no, that's a lie. You don't know me. You've heard of me. You don't know me. How many people say, well, I know God. I can't believe this is going on. Yeah. All right. So look at this. What, what's going on here in chapter 8, verse 1, where again, set the trumpet to your mouth. He shall come like an eagle against the house of the Lord, because they have transgressed my covenant and rebelled against my law. What's God talking about? Okay, let's look at this. In, in uh, Ezekiel chapter 3, uh, God tells Ezekiel, listen, Ezekiel, you are a watchman. I want to show you this. Uh, and he says this, chapter 3, verse 17, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. So again, you're a watchman. What are you supposed to watch? Give here, this is my word, and give, give the people a warning from my word. Your watchman. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give them no warning, no, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, he continues in the next verse, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Okay, let's think through this for just a minute. Ezekiel is told, you're a watchman. Hosea, that's what he is. A prophet is a watchman. And God puts, this is what Ezekiel, what God says to Ezekiel, I put my word of warning in your mouth, I give you my word that you would warn the people. If you don't warn them, listen, they're still going to suffer destruction. They're going to die, but I'm going to require their blood at your hands. You're going to be, you're going to be dead because you didn't do your job as a prophet. You didn't do your job to warn the people the truth about what was coming, Ezekiel. However, since I've given you my word, if you're a faithful watchman, if you warn, you sound the trumpet, you warn. 
there's bad things coming and the people don't respond, but you were faithful. Listen, they're still going to die. They're going to be judged, but you're a faithful servant. You're a faithful prophet. We know from the New Testament, there's a reward for you if you're faithful to the Lord. Listen, God has put his warning that sound the trumpet, his word in the mouth of people today. They're saying, listen, I, I know many, many of my friends and colleagues listen to the word. This is what's going on. This is the direction that things are going. Listen, to this. this is from Jan Markell, one of my one of my good friends. She wrote an article recently. It says uh, the crisis uh, that didn't go to waste. Remember that when Rahm Emanuel said, and I think Hillary Clinton too, and many others, don't let a crisis go to waste. Her article is the crisis that didn't go to waste. By the way, on February 10th, I'm going to be with Jan Markell and Mark Henry in uh, Minnesota, uh, February 10th. So I'll have that on the calendar pretty soon. That's on a Thursday out there in Minneapolis area. Looking very forward to that. But she, she wrote about many different things regarding the crisis that didn't go to waste. So think back over the last two years, right? Something's going on. And then she said, uh, obviously, after she said, okay, this happened and then this happened, she named names. She, she wrote in this article a lot of things I can't say about Austria and uh, Dr. Fauci, just, just all these different things, right? Wrote all kinds of stuff. And then she said this at the end of her article, um, a Mr. Fix-It, the Antichrist, Mr. Wonderful, Call him whatever you want. That's what the world's going to look like. Uh, look at it. Mr. Fix-It, Mr. Wonderful. Here she says, Mr. Fix-It is waiting in the wings, eager to take advantage and turn the masses towards him. Before that can happen, the church must disappear in what is known as the rapture. What we see happening now reminds us to relax our grasp on the things of this world and to watch as never before for our departure to the place our Savior is preparing us. I say, praise the Lord. We're watching all these different things going on. So as a watchman, or in Jan Markell's case, watch woman, I would call her. She warns about what's going on. But ultimately, the warnings are signs that tell us that Jesus is coming. Think of what they point to. Think of this, all right? Well, this is what we, we, we need to stay focused on this. And this is why we need to pay attention to the warnings. Uh, what's a stop sign do? A stop sign, this is in English for all of our English-speaking countries and people. A stop sign tells us to, to stop, to, to not proceed any further. All right? We get that. Um, that's what a stop sign does. Don't proceed any further. Don't go through the intersection. Stop for whatever reason it is. Uh, here's another sign. It's a one-way sign. That means you, you can see it. Hey, turn that way. Go the way the arrow is showing you. The signs have a reason. Look at all these different signs. All signs have a reason. They tell you what lies ahead. They tell you what to do. Uh, they tell you how fast to go. They tell you if a bridge is out. They tell you if there's a deer that's going to be running on the road before you. They tell you if you're near an airport. They tell you if you're near a men's room or a women's room. If a road is closed, if you're going the wrong way, if you need to make a U-turn. Uh, it tells you all these different things, right? So that's what science do. Science tell you what lies ahead. Uh, science tell you you need to make adjustments. Uh, science give you warnings. That is the same with the biblical signs. So as someone who, listen, God has called me to be a pastor and also he's given me the understanding for Bible prophecy and to be able to proclaim his truth. I don't know all things. I don't claim to know all things, but I do know enough of the Bible to know, listen, there's over 800 signs in the Bible of the second coming of Christ. Uh, Joel, uh, um, uh, David Reagan says there were over 105 signs of the first coming of Christ, or 105 or 160 says. 
of his first coming. He says some scholars point out to uh, several hundred, but a lot of those are duplicated. So Reagan says, let's just give it a conservative number of about 105. He says Jesus fulfilled every single one of those. Joel Rosenberg says there's eight times as many signs of the second coming of Christ as his first coming. That puts us at well over 800 signs of the second coming. They are here to warn us about uh, what is going on in, in the world. Listen, I think of this. Tell me this isn't a sign. This is for you living in Canada. I mentioned this last Sunday night, but here it is again. This is Damon Duck who commented. He said, concerning the, concerning the coming godless world government, world religion, and persecution of Christians, on January 8th, it was reported that a coalition of prominent evangelical pastors in Canada has come out against a new Canadian bill, Bill C-4, that will allow the criminal prosecution of Christians that speak out against homosexuality and transgenderism in Canada. And then he comments, according to the law, those that believe the myth that there are only two genders, male and female, and say they believe believe it can be uh, it can be threatened with five years in jail I mean that's a sign of the times I look and go because God says I, cr uh, I created man in the image of God a male and female I created them that's what this stuff is this stuff is demonic and we need to understand the days that we live in cast doubt on God's word arrest people for speaking the truth but we set a trumpet to our mouth as Hosea said set a, God said set a trumpet to your mouth Hosea sound the alarm uh, verse 2 Israel will cry to me but it's not true re repentance they even say my God verse 2 we know you listen I'm almost out of time uh, but I really I, I really want to just get through these last couple of verses I know this uh, verses uh, 4 and 5, I'll read verse 3, 4, and 5, and note what is satisfying to them. Just these last few verses here. Israel has rejected the good, the enemy will pursue him. Verse 4, they set up kings, but not by me. They made princes, but I did not acknowledge them. For, from their silver and gold they made idols for themselves, that they might be cut off. Okay, what is this about? They're corrupt, uh, they're corrupt politics um listen where they made idols of silver and gold what happened was is the northern kingdom uh under jeroboam they went up north and they built a temple a uh, temple of dan up there i'll show you that in just a second uh and that's what they built they set up kings but not by me they made princes but i didn't acknowledge them uh, in other words they got their political leaders but these aren't the leaders i gave them these are the leaders that the people wanted Listen, we've got a world full of leaders that the people just said, we want leaders, but we don't want God. That's what's happening there. I've warned against this danger repeatedly, and I'm going to warn it again. Um, there are people on both sides of the aisle, on the right and on the left. All they want is a political leader to give their side, their thought, uh, the, the political victory. Listen, we need Jesus Christ. There's no other fix. The same thing that was happening back in the time of Hosea, we are watching a repeat of it right now in this world, which causes me to believe we are about ready to be judged. We have leaders that are not of God. That's what God says. I didn't appoint those leaders. You didn't even seek me for those leaders. Oh, yeah, you went to church and you said, oh, give us the righteous leader. Uh, but you didn't really care. It wasn't, it wasn't genuine. There's no genuine repentance. It wasn't calling out to me, Lord, we need you. We need the Lord. They were corrupt in their politics. Verse 5, they were corrupt in their religion. And we'll conclude here. Your calf is rejected, O Samaria. My anger is aroused against them. How long until they attain to innocence? Well, they won't attain to innocence. Uh, their calf is rejected. In other words, the, 
the temple that Jeroboam had built up north and the people would go up there and worship. In fact, you can look at the temple. There's a picture of it right there. If you're able to go to Israel, uh, you can see that picture. Can you pull that picture up on the screen, you guys? Thank you. So you see that temple. Many of you have been up there before. I've been up there many times. I love teaching messages uh, from up there at that, that temple area. That's the temple that Jeroboam had built uh, way back uh, before Assyria destroyed Israel in 722 BC, when the kingdom of Israel was, was divided between the north and the south. That's the temple he built. You can actually see that if you get an opportunity to go to Israel. But that's what God's saying. I, I, no, your calf, calf it stinks. It's rejected. You're corrupting your religion. You're, you're corrupting your politics. You're corrupting your religion. Listen, I got to wrap it up here. But I just want to, I just want to say this. I noticed the, here that they misled the people the people were, were willing. Uh, that's what it comes down to. Uh, it was easy to mislead them when you have willing people to be mis, misled. Uh, in the last days, the church will rise up people, speakers to itch their ears because they're willing people. Tell us not the truth. Uh, they're willing to settle for lies and they're willing to settle for fables. Uh, also, Second uh, Peter chapter 3, what happens? Uh, in the last days, scoffers will come say, where's the promise of his coming? For since our fathers, you know, they used to tell us this. We don't believe any of that nonsense that Jesus is coming again. And then Peter writes, for this they willfully forget. It is a, they're willfully ignorant. It is a willful decision uh, to be misled. You'd, because people would rather believe the lie because it's more appealing to them than the truth. Uh, believing the truth of this is not so appealing to them. That's the problem. And so people, even though they know they're believing a lie, they're willing to go along with it. Listen, I implore you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, ask him to forgive you. I look at what the Bible says. I look at the projections of what the Bible says is coming in the last days. I look at where we are right now. Man, l l listen to me. Jesus loves you. He will, uh, he will not cast out anyone who comes to him. He tells us that himself. Um, he will forgive you of your sins, but you need to trust him for the forgiveness of your sins, and you need to admit you're a sinner. The sin is to miss the mark, and the mark is perfection. The perfection is Jesus. And you ain't as good as Jesus. I ain't as good as Jesus. We need forgiveness. The problem with the people in the day of Hosea, the problem with people now, and the problem with people in the soon-coming tribulation is a refusal to repent. Even though they know God is real, in their hearts, they will not turn to him. And that is the problem. It's a pride issue. It was with Israel, it's a pride issue. Pride keeps us from saying, I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner, I need forgiveness. Listen, ask Christ to forgive you of your sins. Repent of your sins, and he will forgive you. Listen, I hope that you can join me uh, if you're in Florida this coming Friday and Saturday. You can go online, hopefourtimes.com, click on events, and you'll see the event there. Uh, and then also, uh, this, listen, tomorrow I've got Vindog Live. We're going to be talking about Tuskegee. We're going to be talking about Operation Paperclip and other things our government has done in the past. Uh, and then also, uh, coming this week, listen, I have a tour for you, I, uh, a tour with David Tal. It's going to be cool. Mount of Olives. You're going to be blessed. I hope you're blessed. I know you're going to be blessed. And then this week, uh, Wednesday, maybe Thursday too. I might, who knows, maybe I'll do two updates this week. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the changing narrative and we're going to develop that a little bit more about where things are going. Uh, listen, God bless you guys. I got to cut out. See ya. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com. 
and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.